It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners right here at Corhorn Financial Group. And here with me in the KFC studios, as always, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, after three years of administrative forbearance, student loan repayments are scheduled to start next month. So what are the repayment strategies available to you and what should you do now to get ready? That and more on this episode of Wise Money. Does it drive you nuts when they um, change the meaning of terms? We had a little debate. We had a little debate before we started recording about. Well, wait a second. In this context, forbearance means this, but I'm pretty sure that all interest rates were set to zero and payments were paused, and that's not officially forbearance. So yes, thank you for being precise, Kevin. Administrative forbearance, even though they just made up that definition and that term as well. Well, precise is a nice word for what you usually call me, Mike. But <laughs> I, th- I think it is. it does matter. I mean, words matter, and the meaning of words matter. And you take this word, and it means you know this in a certain context, and so you introduce it in a different context and change the meaning. Yeah, I'm like, crazy. no, he can't do that. That's hard on the old guys, right? Oh, uh, my. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, hard, let me tell you, Josh. <laughs> it's hard on me, too. If you have any <laughs> questions for the program, we would love to hear from you. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. All over social media, you'll find us there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. Okay, guys, I'm just going to say it. I'm surprised that they did not go through with canceling student loans. I am, and this is not a, this is not a political show. I, you guys know I'm not very politically charged. I, I really am not. Uh, however, and I don't know constitutional law like the back of my hand either. So I have no idea if this was constitutional or not. I, I don't know. I just know when someone utters the term in my house, hey, we're going to go get ice cream. We have to get ice cream. There's no way you can go back and say, oh, ah, you know word. what? Things changed. Something came up. We're, we can't go get ice cream anymore. No, it's like. You, yeah, you have you, to get ice cream. You must be a better parent than me because sometimes plans change, and uh, we've been teaching our kids many times that. Oh, I know. You well, know listen, what? I could. I have to tell you, there there is compliance, and once it's uttered, um, it 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 is as it's, good it's as law. law. Yeah. And 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 the little the, the three little attorneys that I have uh, that, <laughs> that that used to be little attorneys that are now big attorneys, uh, they're not even attorneys, but they act like it. So yeah. are you guys? Are you guys surprised that this didn't go through or, you know, what have you been telling clients as what to expect? I've been telling waited? clients I'm three years into the big surprise. <laughs> and so this is just a, one a small surprise within the series of surprises that comprise the big surprise. And I was surprised when they came out and said, hey, we're going to do this. Um, I was surprised by a number of the programs that came out. Uh, the uh, PPP, uh, yeah. the EI, it all seems TC, crazy. The I mean all all the alphabet soup that where the government basically came out and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. Um, I think the issue with student loans and and even just putting this administrative forbearance where it, I'm bringing the interest rate down to zero and you don't have to make a payment. 
that psychologically is, I'm saying that's done by someone who doesn't have a good grasp of internal finance yeah. and how people are affected. Because you think missing out on an ice cream cone's a big deal? Hey, try <laughs> missing out on, hey, I've got, you know, I've, I've got $8,900 left on my student loans and uh, I'm getting $10,000 forgiven. Like, I am home free. Right. Like, I, I want to I count that run. Like, I scored. Yeah, that's right. I was a gimme. And it, they took it away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they called me out because of a technicality at second base. <laughs> but man, you know, if, if they're promising things and it's somewhat experimental, right? Like, they, they don't know if they're actually allowed to do this. Is there a mechanism for this in the structure of the government? But made some promises anyway. And I, I don't know. I, I know that you just said we're not political. But, man, that feels like a, a politician move. Doesn't it <laughs> to to promise something and then we'll figure out yeah. how to deliver on it later? Well, it's I, I mean, just it, need your vote right now, please. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh. it's definitely a politician move. And and you say, well, on both sides of the aisle, yeah, there are a bunch of promisers. And you say, well, I I know what the promises have been, uh, promises made, promises not kept. Well, the crazy on both sides. Uh, on on March thirteenth of twenty twenty, they moved all eligible or federal student loans, most of them, into this administrative forbearance. And all interest rates were moved to 0% during this time period. And payments were paused. You didn't need to make a payment. And they originally did that for, you know, what, a year or so. And then they just kicked it along, kicked along, kicked along, and delayed it, delayed it. It's been three years. It's been three years. And now that is that time is ending so whether or not you're in shock or you're grieving over i was supposed to get this cancellation and forgiveness this benefit and and now i'm not going to have it and whatever student loan payments are restarting they are interest starts accruing on september 1st your first payment is due october 1st so it's time to be ready and we wanted to spend some time talking about, well, what are the right repayment strategies? And you might say, repayment strategies? What's wrong with you guys, Captain Obvious? It's just start <laughs> making payments. Now there's more to it. From a financial planning standpoint, there's more to it. And, and the way we look at it, there could be more than this, but I'd break it down into you've got three different strategies. You've got three different approaches. And the first one is our favorite. This would be the ideal. And I'm not sure what percentage of people fall in this camp or, or not, but this is the, we did a few shows on this and, and plenty of other content as well, but okay, you don't need to make a payment. Keep making a payment, but not to your student loan. Make a payment to yourself, build it up in cash so that two things happen. One, you stay, you keep that, that um, component of your budget intact. So there's no shock when it turns back on. And two, whenever payments do restart, you've got a chunk of change to throw at it. Well, I mean, you said this was our favorite because it's the ideal, right? That if someone gives you an opportunity to pause on a certain payment, whether that is a student loan or, or anything, you know, maybe uh, you change jobs and you have an opportunity to pause on your retirement savings because you're not eligible to join that new retirement plan just yet. Anytime there's like a disruption to your normal cash flow, the risk is that dollars that previously were already spoken for, they were already automatically going in a certain direction. Now they have no direction. You have to give it one. And what you're describing is saying, hey, 
stay in the habit, stay in the pattern of continuing to make these payments. Just make it to yourself. Set up a separate bank account and start stockpiling that cash because someday either that loan was going to be forgiven as as everyone had hoped and, and planned or it's not and you're going to need to take a chunk of cash now that you've built up and apply that moving forward. More importantly though, those payments are going to have to get redirected. You're going to have to pick that back up again. And I, I think there could be a lot of people who are are facing a, a little bit of a, a shocker to their budget because they've been needing that extra cash flow to make ends meet potentially. Well, those are we'll get into those in a couple other strategies. But this concept of keeping that budget item kind of earmarked or still in there, this concept, Kevin, early in my career, it, one that you've shared, but not in regards to student loans, but it's, I, I'm, I'm envisioning there's a few ways we can apply this, but the individual who's come and they're looking for some, you know, last minute retirement planning mm-hmm. and say, for example, in that five factor retirement plan, yeah, we, we can live on five grand a month. Okay. Well, what's your take home right now? Seven. All right. We'll start living on five grand a month right now. Prove that it can work for these last two years of your working career. And what a novel idea. Not uh, it's, it's sort of a great idea hidden in plain sight to most people. And because what, what do you do? Well, yeah, I've got 7,000 of take-home income. If you only spend five, well, then you're saving an extra two. Bonus. So you've not only proved that you can live on five grand, but you've built up additional savings as well. See the Bernard Paradox. It's Yes, I, it feels like this could be a spin, a, another spin on, on the Bernard Paradox. Another way to apply this is if you're looking right now at, well, I need to... I'm hoping to buy a house or get into a bigger house or something. Well, calculate what that mortgage is. If that's more than what you're spending for housing right now, then start making that quote unquote payment right now. Keep your normal payment, but the excess that's supposed to be going towards that new mortgage, start directing that into a savings account so you get used to what that new payment is. So, okay, what? So there's a few different. I don't know, complexities here with this first strategy. What if you have enough to pay your full loan off? What if you don't? What's the strategy within that strategy? We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Student loan payments are set to restart next month. Are you are you ready? What's your strategy? We'll help them with that and more. This is The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard with me in the... In the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media. Wherever you're at, we are there as well. All right. Student loans, they're restarting. And again, whether you're grieving or frustrated or mad about the, the potential cancellation, that hasn't that hasn't happened, has not gone through. And, and part of the debt ceiling plan said uh, that was passed on June 2nd said we're no longer going to kick the can down the road student loan payments are restarting uh, interest is accruing starting in September payments start October 1st so what's your strategy ideally for the past three years gosh I mean how long uh, does James Clear say it takes to build a habit three years so i have no idea and there's uh, lots of experts that have different opinions on this conventionally they've said 21 days takes 21 days to build a habit so that habit of paying your student loan is long gone if you didn't keep it going but we've been encouraging and hopefully i i know a lot of people that have done this i certainly wouldn't say it's the most the majority that continued making a payment 
but not to their student loan, but to a savings account, so to themselves. So they kept this as a line item in the budget, so they didn't get used to it and build a different habit. And second, they were building up cash and earning some interest along the way. If you were able to do that, and now you've got enough to pay off your student loan completely. I do know a, a lot of these folks where they said, gosh, if government pays it off, great. If not, I'm ready. Now that student loans are coming back online, should you pay it off completely? Or do you wait and see if the government comes up with plan B like the administration said or what? I made an awful list, quite possibly the, the most awful list I've ever made in the history of the Wise Money Show. And it is reasons to keep my student loan. Oh yeah, I hate it. I know. I I hate that title. I hate, and I actually hate the list. But I but you can't ignore it. And and so this is this is why it, if it was easy, everyone would would be very successful financially. And and the reality is, the people that are successful financially, the people that did keep making their payment and have that money set aside, they make it look easy. And and you talk to someone like that, and you're like, well, yeah, it's easy for you, Mike, because you're just you're just that way, but it's not easy. But if you said why why might I keep my student loan in place? Um, they who knows what's going to happen politically? They might come up with a loan forgiveness plan. Okay. If I have a loan, I, it will get forgiven. If I don't have a loan, as far as I can tell, there's no forgiveness, and it's unlikely they'll do retroactive forgiveness. Um, so that would be one. I hate your list. I know. No, I, I know. I, I, I hate it too. Do they get better or worse? No, they, well, <laughs> you just just bear with me. Now, I, I might qualify. And again, as we said at the beginning of the show, we are not experts in this area. We are experts in financial planning in the six areas of CFP. We're not student loan forgiveness experts, but there is income-based forgiveness. And if you're on a program like that, you might want to stay on a program like that. Another is you might have a very low interest rate. Your student loan might be the lowest interest rate that you have mm. as you look at all of your various interest rates. Because here's the thing. I I, I have to confess, um, I have a, a financial planning client who's also my cousin, and he was thinking about paying, helping uh, one of his children with their student loans. And I said, look, just pay it off. And he said, well... It's at zero percent. Why would I pay it off? I'm I'm making you know twenty five basis points or a quarter of a percent in the bank. And I'm like, dude, a quarter of a basis point versus the peace of mind knowing that it's gone. Like, pay it off and get your peace of mind. Well, guess what? His online money market account now is paying close to five percent. Yeah. And so, and and that that was unforeseen by me. It was not knowable. Yeah. So interest rates, the interest, the entire interest rate environment has totally changed your student loan interest rate might have been the most expensive interest rate you had three years ago and it might be the cheapest one right now yeah. so keeping the cash in the bank there's uh like arbitrage you're making more interest there than student loans a lot of student loans have a higher interest rate than what you think by the way so so that's not uh you but would... that that same concept doesn't just apply to student loans either Right. I mean, th this could be your mortgage. It could be uh, some mm -hmm. other loan, that a uh, sure. car loan or something that you locked in two right. years ago at obscenely low interest rates. Sure. And now you, as you point out, Kevin, you could be earning more on your bank accounts than yeah. you're paying in the interest. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend reach out who's receiving a 
a settlement from an accident a few years back and he asked, well, hey, should I be paying off my mortgage right now? And first question was, well, what's the interest rate on that mortgage? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's one of those situations where their mortgage is costing them almost nothing. They're earning more on their bank account. Boy, the, the, the risk of not paying it off we could probably get into those. That would be a whole nother list. Sure. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to not make the math argument on, yeah, you're earning more than it's costing you. That's a good leverage situation. So there's a science or a math argument, and there's an art argument, right? Uh -huh. So external finance is what is the math on this thing? But the internal finance, that's, that is an important piece as well. And I... I want to give a nod to that. I don't. I want to acknowledge it and not say it's not important or it doesn't exist. But I don't. I don't. This is this is why there 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 is context in your financial life and in your financial plan. Yeah. And you and you want to be figuring this out. Okay. So I, I've got more, Mike. Where that came from, if you want to. <laughs> okay. Your your best one that's re left on the list. Okay. Oh come on! I got a couple more. So I want to keep using the uh, student loan tax deduction. I knew that was on there. Okay, okay, okay. It, but here's the issue with that: that student <laughs> loan tax deduction. It's always a percentage of the actual cost. It's like, should I keep my mortgage um, around because I'm still itemizing the, the, my deductions? No, the cost is the total interest. The tax benefit is a percentage of that interest. So again, you, there's a mathematical way you can determine whether you should do that or not. Okay, I'm done then. <laughs> the other there's so a bunch are, more goodies. You just kicked your puppy. Right what in front are your of you, other you? What are your Tell other you. financial goals? And if you've built up this cash and said I've earmarked it for student loans, student loan payments, and now you're recalibrating and looking at your entire financial life, and you've got different financial goals that maybe are a higher priority. Now I would tell you to. Confirm that that's right. Don't don't just rely on your own emotions. Work with your CFP to confirm that that's right. But if that's the case, maybe you don't. Maybe you put a chunk down on your student loans. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe you don't. And this this cash goes towards a different goal, uh, completely. So the the point is, if you were proactive, mm -hmm. meaning you were aware. Listen, at some point, these student loans, I'm going to have to start paying them. And gosh, if I get this blessing where they're paid off, I'll be in a better position. If you were proactive, you now have options. Financial planning, comprehensive financial planning is about creating as many options for yourself as possible and then choosing the very best one. So you've got choice. That's why you have to reframe the question. It's not, should I take this cash and pay off my student loans since I've been building it up and I could now just wipe the thing off? The, the question should be, what is the best thing I can do in my financial life with this cash? Mm -hmm. And that expands your thinking, yeah. right? That gets you looking at more options, as you said, Mike, um, more financial goals, more objectives that you could be achieving with these resources that you were uh, proactive enough to build up. I want to just be clear for those that maybe are just tuning in right now or aren't um aren't fans don't don't listen to the show regularly or whatever N know our heart here it's this is not this is not well they're telling you the reasons why you may not want to pay off your student loans because they're going to tell you to invest those dollars no 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 you've got to look at all six areas of your financial life to see what makes the most sense because gosh guys i know we're plain devil's advocate and wanting you to just pause and make sure this is the right choice but by and large i i i, I feel like Student loans, it's a debt that you incur early in life, and if you let it take permanent 
uh, a permanent resting place in your financial life, there's going to be a governor on how quickly you can make financial progress. Mm -hmm. It's going to slow you down. And so to me, the bias would be get that thing paid off as quickly as humanly mm-hmm. possible yep. so that you can drive and and go towards your financial goals, the rest of your financial goals, as quickly as possible. Until COVID, for my whole career, I always talked so strongly about getting your student loans wiped out Yeah, because it is one of the riskiest forms of debt. Up until COVID and all the talk about just the government waving a magic wand and erasing your debt for you, I would tell people the only way that debt's going away is if you do the hard work to make it go away. You have to pay this thing off. So don't let it linger because it's it's a debt that you don't have as many protections from. Call me naive or altruistic, but I still believe that that's true. I, and so, I do too. So be aggressive. Work with your CFP. Confirm. Be aggressive. Now, there's two other strategies you may need to consider with repaying your student loans. We've got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you ready to begin making student loan payments? Oh, that just sounds terrible. Don't don't change the channel yet. But what's your strategy for doing so? We're going to help you with that and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, just search the Wise Money Show. Follow us there, subscribe, whatever you need to do, and then rate the program. We appreciate that. It helps others who are looking for content on wise financial habits. It helps them find us as well, so we appreciate that. Okay, we're talking about the bad news. Bad news, student loan payments are for real. That's It's back after three years. We have It is the largest amount of debt out there other than mortgages. It has been growing at, a, uh, at an astounding rate over the past 20-plus years. We have a student loan crisis. We have a college education cost crisis issue. To us, if you don't look at it at the macro level, the high level, an individual level, it's a financial planning problem or not just a problem, an issue, something to work towards, a goal, and we're helping you with the the financial planning side of this. So as student loans payments restart, uh, what is your strategy? We hit the first one, which is the ideal that you've, you've got enough cash to pay that thing off. So what do you do? The second though, the second strategy is those of you that, yeah, I don't have enough cash to, 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 to pay it off. In fact, I heard people say they were, you know, keep making your payment and build it up into cash. I wasn't able to, I went, you know, I was unemployed and I've changed jobs now, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, now I have just got to fit it back into my budget. What's the approach there? I think this is the majority of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's something that's trying to force its way into normal cash flow again. And even if it's something that you could have or should have anticipated, it doesn't mean that you did, right? It, it means that, you know, the, the October payments beginning again feels like a curveball. It's something that you've got to adjust to, similar to other things just popping up in, in your life. But here's the thing. If over the past three years, clearly inflation has been a theme, right? Like life has gotten more expensive. And so whatever. Your dollars are worth less. I'm sorry. Okay. Same same thing. I'm sorry. You're on a roll. You're doing, you're you're doing awesome, Josh. Appreciate you taking me on track there. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, if, if inflation has been a theme and yes, things are more expensive because your dollars are, are uh, worth less. Yes, I, I like that. That's both. Both are true. No, it's not that things are more expensive. You're, you're because my dollars are worth less. It takes more dollars to do 
what fewer dollars used to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Here's the point, though. As life is, uh, as your cash flow is getting pinched because mm-hmm. of inflation, mm-hmm. um, the, the risk is that they're also masking potentially some lifestyle creep that has happened over the same time period. Mm-hmm. As you are earning more, as you are spending more, um, you know, things, things that used to cost 10 bucks are costing 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. All of that has the effect of squeezing out what would have been devoted to the student loan payments. That's the, that's the natural effect. The only way to unravel that or undo that, if you can't just immediately go out and raise your income, is you've got to, this is a budgeting issue, right? Like you have to do the hard work of squeezing that capacity out again. And maybe there are some wants that have crept in that don't have to be there and you need to maybe trim those back so that there's room for this need, this requirement. Um, Maybe there's a different way for you to approach even the other requirements in your life. But at the end of the day, the, dread, the dreaded B word budget for a lot of people, having a plan for your cash flow has to be part of the solution here. I mean, here's why it gets more difficult. We now have record high credit card balances. So it's very possible inflation has caused you to maybe with the intent of I pay the credit card off every single month, maybe you haven't been able to because there was an interruption in income or it just got too high or you thought everything was working all right and and you could afford to do it. But now we have record high credit card balances and record high interest. We are also dealing with higher interest. So if you've gotten a new loan or made a big purchase recently, that's likely at a much higher interest rate. That's that's threatening your cash flow or making it harder for you to to manage uh, your your day-to-day expenses, that that sort of stuff. So you've got other things competing for these same dollars. Mm-hmm. And therefore it's might it might hurt it might be harder to fit this into the budget what we've always said is if you're just building a zero-sum budget or just building a budget it's not enough it's not adequate that's that's not that's that's not the right uh, cash flow management system for your present financial position what you really need is a three bank account system where you've got your monthly budget but you also have a plan and awareness for all of the non-monthly expenses that are coming up. And then you've also got a plan and resources available for something that comes up out of the blue in emergency. We'll get more into that. Yeah, I mean, Joshua talked about a lifestyle creep, and I think we all know at least one lifestyle creep. And I, I want you to think in terms of, do, is it an income problem or an expense problem? But certainly three years ago, it's it's easy to imagine that I have a new payment that I didn't have three years ago, or the payment that I used to have three years ago got paid, think in terms of a car. Maybe I paid off a a lower car payment, now I have a bigger car payment. So there's all kinds of things. I would think at 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 a bigger, kind of a higher level and think, all right, I need to, to approach this as a as a business. So think Bernard Incorporated. Bernard Incorporated has certain income and certain expenses. And the, how does a business run? Well, businesses that stay in business run off of a budget. So a budget's not a bad thing. You are your own little micro business with your income and expenses. And so give give your yourself that attention. I just met with a uh, prospective client who was an engineer and he had all these spreadsheets and all this other stuff, but he knew his net worth to the penny. And I, I, 
haven't it's it's mysterious to me, but to me, the people that walk in and know their net worth to a penny tend to have considerable net worths. <laughs> and so why is that? I, I don't know. That's not for this show to answer. But I do think what you want to have is you want to have an operating system for how you run this. And you might say, hey, listen, I I did it. I'm doing it. I can do it. Awesome. If you can't, get some help, right? You might need an external stimulus. You might need a coach. The best performers need a coach. So if you need help, get help. Don't sit there and and be unsuccessful in this attempt. Yeah. You know, we, we often say that um, one of the things that a coach can help you with is uh, the timing of or the frequency that you need to update or revisit your budget. Mm. You know, that needs to be at least annually. Um, but really, anytime there's a material change in your income or your expenses, and holy cow, how many times have there been a, a material change in the expenses? It's like oh, every week, yeah, yeah. you know, throughout mm -hmm. uh, COVID and, and since then. Yeah. Um, so by definition, the fact that a new payment is going to be trying to force its way into your cash flow starting in October as these student loans pick back up, man... That is a material change. It's time to rethink, revisit the budget to make sure that there's there's room for this. A couple points of clarification. We were saying October. It's October 1st. So at least I always view that as, well, that's your September budget because you you got to make that payment before before October 1st. But um, you've got to build out. So if it's if your student loan payment is 200 bucks a month or whatever, just know you're going to have to say no to something. You're going to have to make an adjustment. And the point with with building that budget or revisiting it right now as part of your three bank account system is determine that in advance. And yeah, it's the middle of August. And so you've got a month or month and a half. Make the adjustment now. If it means, well, we've got to go out to eat less, you know, you know, one week uh, or once a week less. Okay, fine. If it's, well, we've got to make some adjustments to, uh, you know, the, the travel or whatever. Yeah, make, then, then do that, but, but make it fit. The other thing that I, I would, and I, we're going to start this now, we'll pick it up in, in just a minute, but I would take a look at all of your debt right now and take a look at all of your goals. And if getting debt free or paying on your debt or just your student loans is a high priority, then build a debt snowball. Determine how much in that monthly budget you can apply towards goal achievement, specifically getting out from under the debt, and hopefully you can pinch and adjust and, and adapt so that you have more available to apply towards debt than just minimum payments. And going through the debt snowball process with the CFP that's that's looking at your entire financial situation, they're gonna help you prioritize then what gets the, the, the lion's share of that monthly payment where you can pay that off quickly and then where does it that money go next and next and you can build out a schedule. So I'm gonna pick that back up. And then the third strategy, for repaying your student loans. We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Hello, friends. Thanks for being here. This is The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of The Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content, is on the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there. 
and turn on notifications so you're made aware every time a new talk show uh, airs. But then also all throughout the work week, we've got next wise step videos taking one financial concept, applying it directly to your financial life. Odds are if you've got a financial question or conundrum or curious about well, as inflation comes down, what should I do? I need to make any adjustments to my investments, those sorts of things. All of those topics and more that's hit right there on the Wise Money YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there. Okay, we're talking about student loan forgiveness, uh, excuse me, student loan payments restarting and what your strategies are. I think the second strategy is going to apply to most people. And that is, I don't have a big chunk of money to pay the student loan off. I've got to force this back in the budget right now. And what's the right way to do that? Well, you could just say, eh, I'll figure it out. I'll make my first payment September 29th and I'll just work around it. Eh, I would, I would, we would encourage you to proactively build out that budget, taking a look at all of your monthly expenses. So knowing your monthly income, looking at your monthly expenses, fixed expenses, those are, they come up every month and they, they don't change. And then your variable monthly expenses, they happen every month as well, but you've got some discretion on how much. So shopping or groceries or that sort of stuff. It can't be zero, right? You still need to eat, but you have some control over, well, how much are you spending at the grocery store versus going out and so on. And building in your student loan payment as a fixed monthly expense now and making other adjustments in your in your monthly budget. Then having your second bank account be where you're proactively taking a look at all of the known upcoming expenses, so the non-monthly expenses, adding all those up, dividing it by 12, and then saving as part of your budget, making sure that it fits, saving that amount into that second bank account every single month so you're prepared when those expenses do come up. That's the credit card prevention strategy right there. And then third, you've got a bank account that is has built up some resources so that when the unforeseen happens, that, those emergencies, you've got resources right there as well. So if you build out that system, working with your CFP to say, all right, well, these are my financial goals. Hopefully, getting debt-free or consumer debt-free is a high priority there. Well, in building out that, that, uh, that budget, is there more goal achievement money there than just your stated monthly payment? If so, build a debt snowball. I'll just briefly explain it, then we'll move on. Sorry for the monologue here. Listing out all of your debt, okay, all of your consumer debt, your balances, the interest rate, and your minimum monthly payment. Adding all of that up and then comparing that to, well, how much monthly payment in total can I afford to make? And if it's higher, it needs to be higher than what your total minimum payment but then that system will help you direct all the excess dollars, making the minimum payment on all the debt, except all the excess going towards one. And you'll be able to pay that debt off quickly. And then taking that entire payment and applying it towards the next one. And the next one, typically the highest interest rate is where you should focus. If you've got a very small balance on one, maybe you can build some momentum there as well. Work with your CFP on that. Guys, am I missing anything on kind of building that in, building the new payment into your, your budget? Nope. I like that summary. That was good. All right. So then the third strategy, those of you listening to that monologue saying, no way, no, this doesn't work. Or I did the math and I just can't make it work. My student loans are, are unbelievable. I'm, I'm breaking under the weight of how much student loans that I have and the monthly payment, it just doesn't fit then. And, and I would urge you not to go directly to this personally. But then strategy three is 
if you if you uh, if if your student loan payment can't fit, then you've got to explore the existing forgiveness or relief strategies out there or programs out there. Yeah, and these have been around for a long time, and we've done shows in the past on these. And um, boy, if if the government was going to wave the magic wand and erase a bunch of debt for a lot of people, we wondered, well, how how necessary or practical will these be? Well, the the waving of the magic wand didn't happen. And so for some people, it's going back to the current rule book, the one that's been around for a long time and saying, okay, are there systems or, or plans in place that would give me some relief on cash flow? Because my debt is just, if you compare my debt to my income level, they're just out of proportion with each other. Yep. And the government has a solution on this. And um, essentially, there's, I think, four different uh systems that you could you could utilize different payment plans but they all have a couple things in common uh it's basing your payment on your income level and you being diligent at making a lesser payment over a long period of time it's usually 20 years sometimes 25 years that's a that's a long time for the debt payments to just be on track in your financial life and so if your income is not high enough to bear under the weight of a full student loan payment, then budgeting for you is extra important because you're going to want to make sure that you are staying on track with this 20-year type of a plan. But usually it structures the payment as often up to 10% of your earned income. So essentially the government is saying in, in generic terms here, that uh, we don't want you to have to put too much of your income towards student loan debt so that you can't live life or, or maybe even are uh, in jeopardy of becoming um, dependent on the, the government in other ways. And so these plans exist um, for, for people to do their part and to pay what they can. Um, but you have to look into what are the options that uh, exist for you. There's also existing repayment plans um, or loan forgiveness plans that exist, yeah. depending on what type of uh, um, industry you're in, what kind of position you're in. Usually it's teachers are a, yep. a big one or government workers. If you're working for nonprofits, that kind of thing, there are um, there's teacher loan forgiveness and public service loan forgiveness. Those are a couple of terms that you could be looking up. And there's a lot of really key details for you to be able to qualify for something like this, but it may be a source of relief for you. But I've seen it. I've actually seen it happen. And when it happened for these folks, they couldn't, like even an, uh, up until the time that it was finally done, they couldn't believe it. Yeah. Here's I mean, it takes me back to the whole, ice cream thing uh like is are we really going to get the ice cream they, they really got it here's what you're not going to like about the income driven repayment options and and again if you're in this camp then you've got to explore it but i just want to prepare you for a couple of things number one most likely your payment your monthly payment that is uh, 10 percent of your discretionary income whatever the calculation is it might not even cover the interest i want to prepare you for that so each month for 20 years your balance is going to grow. Hmm. It's going to freak you out. I, and I, I, so just, I want to prepare you for that. This isn't just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a ton of sense. I'm going to do that. No, it's not for the faint of heart. That's pretty scary. And then the second is, this is at odds with you making more money. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're going to want to make more money so that you can increase your lifestyle, do more things, have more financial freedom, financial success. And this plan, income-driven repayment, whatever option you're going to do is at odds with that. 
And so it's almost working against you. So let me just tie those two things together. It's very possible your monthly payment won't even cover the interest, so your balance will grow. And you're not going to want to make a lot of money. (laughs) And that is a very challenging financial situation to be in. So just know, as we talk about this last option, I know we're just hitting it briefly. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for, oh, well, if that... If, if they didn't cancel student loans, well, I'm just going to go uh, automatically to their current forgiveness programs. I'll just work that. Eh. Explore the other options first to make sure that you're a good candidate for this. Okay, so lastly, guys, we got about a minute minute left. How has this changed planning for education or college planning in, in total? Just, just briefly. Any, you know, this... We're going to cancel student loans. No, we didn't. We've paused loan payments, put them at at 0% interest. Now they're restarting. How has this shifted and changed the education planning, college planning landscape? Well, in in times of uncertainty, seek wisdom. There There were lots of folks that said, hey, if there's such a thing as student loan forgiveness, I need to make sure I have some student loans. And they have student loans now where they might not have had them. So there's all kinds of plan. This is this is what it tells me. It's not simple. It's not simple. And you've got to look at your comprehensive financial plan. To me, I think that would be dangerous to just say, well, they were talking about student loan forgiveness didn't happen this time. They'll do it again. So I'm going to start borrowing. Now, work with your CFP, explore all options and get proactive. Plan, plan ahead. So, all right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. That's good. Thanks for that list because that was fun. Well, dude, you didn't let me get to the most important one. The most (laughs) important one was don't pay off that student loan. Invest the money. Uh, I'm just kidding. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.